Welcome again to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And again with us this week is Roy Johnson, the executive director of Lads to Leaders, Leaderettes. Welcome, Roy. Great. Great to be here. I appreciate so much you taking time to join us and to share with us information about the Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes program. I've just been so impressed from the very first time you and I talked and have looked at so much in regards to this program, and I've seen the benefit of it in so many lives of people that uh, I know that are involved in this program, some of the different individuals that I've been to school with, people that I have worked with that have been involved in this program. I'm not sure why I didn't know this thing was around when I was growing up or when my kids were growing up, but somehow we didn't make that connection. But I know that we've talked a lot about the history and we've looked at a number of different areas in regards to materials, some statistics that we talked about last time in regards to uh, those who go through this program, the challenges that families face and and how it's important to ground them in the Word of God. But you mentioned this idea that at the conferences, and I want us to talk a little bit about where Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes is now. Uh, talk a little bit about those who attend the conferences, uh, kind of the percentages of people who are involved in those conferences, and then uh, a little bit about what those kids actually do and the benefit to them at the conference. Good. Our conference, or we call it a convention, same thing. Uh, our uh, attendance is 64% adult. And that surprises people, us yes. being a youth program. Okay, <laughs> sure. But the reason being, you've got mother and dad and the two children, if you're using the new norm. Right. Okay. And grandma comes along on her walker, too, because she's been involved in several of these programs and she wants to be with the group, too. Sure. So that's how you end up with your percentages. So it's very much a family affair. It's a church affair, but it's not a youth rally. It's more family oriented. Sure. And what a benefit to the family, obviously. But what do the kids do? Tell a little okay. bit about the, the actual convention itself. And I attended the one <clears throat> in Dallas recently and was able to witness some of that. But I think it's good for our listeners to know exactly what takes place at the convention. And it's usually confusing for somebody the first time unless they know what it is, what's going on. On Friday night, there's a big award ceremony on Friday okay. night. Now, that award ceremony on Friday night is for everything that has been going on in their local church. A uh, young boy uh, made uh, 12 talks at his church. He earned a trophy or a medal award for doing so. A young girl spoke at Ladies' Days several times. She earned an award for doing so. Or at Vacation Bible School, uh, some led songs at Vacation Bible School. We have different levels of song leading, 12, uh, 24, 36, 100, how many songs you happen to have led. And so this has encouraged the local work. Maybe they took care of a bulletin board at their local church. Or they helped in the AV room and listed the sick on the PowerPoint. They're earning a last leader's award for these things. Mm, okay. And so all these are works that happen at their local church. And so on Friday night, and they call out the year-round speech that was done back home. Uh, year-round song leading, bulletin board, a scripture memorization was done at home, those type of things. Right. So that big ceremony you saw on Friday night, and by the way, we what, what makes an award important is presenting in front of a lot of people and to uh, have uh, a lot of encouragement from others. Uh, I worked for the Boy Scouts of America for 24 years. Okay. And uh, an Eagle Badge was the highest rank. 
But an Eagle badge presented in somebody's backyard doesn't have much importance. But presented by the mayor in front of a large crowd, all of a sudden, it's very important. Using that same philosophy, let this boy or girl, or grandma, if she memorized 100 verses, (laughs) up on stage and have their picture taken and a spotlight on them and make it very important. And you've also encouraged others who've not reached that level to go out and do that to be ready for next year. Right. Now, during the day Saturday, we have events like Bible Bowl, which is you know very very common, but we also have something called Pearls, a Pearl Study Series, and Pearls is the book that uh, backs up the Bible Bowl book with the biblical lessons you would want somebody to take home from the Bible Bowl book, not just the answer the questions or the trivia type questions, right. but the material from the Bible Bowl book. We also have, they have puppets, you have art, we have whole rooms filled with art, drawing, sketching, photography, and somebody says, what does that have to do with the Bible? Well, somebody has to illustrate your books, somebody uh, has to uh, deal with the church bulletin, so there's a lot of things that fit into church work here. Uh, they have puppets, and uh, puppets is used for vacation Bible school and other things such as that. We uh, have speech, of course. And uh, how speech is set up, young boys and young girls do speech, the girls in their rooms and the guys in their room, but we never have more than 12 in a room. So it's right. uh, one boy and 11 others, or one girl and 11 others, and they make their talk in their age group. But we have something else that's called winner's circle. And what that is, the high achievers each year in whatever age group they are cannot do speech or song leading or scrapbook or whatever the next year. They're put in a special category called winner circle. Okay. The reason we do that is that means the next year they are only with a group who have have achieved high last year. So it's like Top Gun school, so sure, to speak. Sure, sure. So that means they know that they're with others who are really have been working hard and talented. But it also makes the first year for others not as intim- intimidating because, you know, everybody who scored high last year, we took them out. They're right. not in there. Sure. So if you're coming in for the first time, there's nobody in that room who's ever won anything in your room. So it makes it easier on them. Right. But recognizes the high achiever. So we have speech and you have song leading. We also have debate. I do not know of anybody else really that's teaching debate for a high school and, no, and I junior heard that. high. And uh, our debates are old style debates, old style religious right. debates. And they're always based on a Bible subject that comes from our Bible Bowl book. Last year, our Bible Bowl book was Exodus. Our debate topic is whether we should worship on the first day of the week or the Sabbath. Oh, wow. And Good. so you were old law versus new law. Okay. And uh, so, and by the way, those doing debate, and debate is for junior high and high school. Okay. It's open to the public. People go in and sit and watch. And uh, they and it's lined up who, which debate starts at this time and such like. But the uh, youth doing the debate do not know whether they have the affirmative or the negative until the debate starts. Yes. So they get to draw which side they're going to be. So they have to learn both sides. They have to <laughs> learn both sides, which is good, too, to know what somebody else believes. And we point out the side the person has doesn't mean that's the side they believe. But it shows, do they know the logic and the arguments? And sure. can they present them properly? I love that. I tell you, that I heard you mention that for the first time. I thought, we really don't. We don't teach very, very few. In high schools, I know that they do teach some debate. But I don't know that I've heard of any 
anyone within the church that's involved in teaching debate. See, the they have to do that. their research and prepare and try to determine what's the other side going to say, just in case. Oh, yeah. And to be able to know both sides of that coming into that so that they're prepared no matter what happens. I, I love that. So there's there's art, there's singing, there's speech, there's debate. Uh, puppets. And puppets. Oral Bible reading. To oral Bible reading is an entry-level event. You, you may have some that... Uh, this is their first time or maybe a little shy or such. They can just stand and read a few verses and they're going to get a certificate or ribbon for reading a few verses, oral Bible reading. Another one of my favorite events, though, is Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus. Yes. Tell them, tell, I heard about this for the first yes. time this year. Tell me a little bit about that. Bartimaeus, named after a man from the Bible with, uh, with disabilities. Bartimaeus is for any boy, girl, man, woman, any age who has any mental or physical disabilities who would like to participate in the last year's events. Now, there are those that may have some challenges or disabilities who would prefer to be mainstreamed, and that's fine. If they choose to do so, they can stay with their age group. Right. But if they would like to go into Bartimaeus, everybody in Bartimaeus is mentally or physically challenged in some way. I remember attending um, one of the Bartimaeus speech events and hearing a young man that obviously had a, a speech impediment and a lot of problems speaking, and uh, he was probably uh, maybe nine or ten years old, fairly young young boy. And uh, he said, when I was real small, my dad threw me against the wall. Hmm. And he's speaking in broken English, and he said, and the policeman came and got me. He said, I live with my foster parents now. And he pointed to them and he said, they taught me about God. Then he said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And we cried in the Oh, audience. I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm tearing up thinking about it. And so it gives us a chance to see people with special needs. You see them lead a song. We, right. we, we had a, a man at our church that started as a young man. He was 56 mm. who uh, had a mental disability. And uh, his mother would dress him and bring him to church at 56. Right. At last leaders, he led a song. And, of course, everybody, everybody in Bartimaeus gets a medal. They all get called up on stage like Special Olympics. The problem was when he got back home, he would not take his medal off. Oh. <laughs> For several weeks, it was still around his neck. His mother said she thought he was going to choke to death, but nobody was getting that off of his neck. Yes. And that's what makes Bartimaeus special. And Bartimaeus is open to everybody to come in the sure. auditorium and watch. And uh, it it really uh, is heart-touching. Oh, I, and everybody that I have talked to that has been involved in that and seen that, that is that is the special event that people love to see and how beautiful it is to see that anybody can be involved and, and how wonderful. So if you were going to encourage a congregation to think about lads to leaders, what would you tell them that they need to know uh, first and foremost to get prepared or what they would need to do to get started with lads to leaders? I'll put on my elder hat for a second. I serve as an elder. One of the first questions are asked many times is cost factor. And uh, there is no sign up fee or registration right. fee to start in last leaders. And how do you get started? Uh, contact our office. What we'd like to do is schedule a uh, telephone conference or go to meeting with the church leadership or whoever at the church that's interested and answer their questions. 
and then hopefully schedule a church visit. We, we do not charge. We visit a congregation, and uh, if invited, uh, I love, love to preach. And then maybe after church, we can have a fellowship meal, and I can go through the program, explain it to the parents. And then a church picks and chooses off the menu the things that fit that local congregation. Right. We do not tell the church you have to do a Bible bowl or have to do debate or whatever. They pick and choose in the size of the church. The adult involvement may determine the things that they would like to do, but we just lay them all out on the table and let them pick and choose the things that they would like to do. The role of the church leadership and what we need is who's called a group leader. Uh, two people can ride a horse, but only one can be in front. Okay? Right. <laughs> when, I, when I call this church, who are we calling to coach or to get information from? And... Uh, much is done by the computer in that we uh, send emails, uh, like if somebody's uh, memorized a hundred verses of scripture, that church puts it in the computer and we read it so we know to have the award ready for that church. So it's really done most everything electronically, but we need to know who is that contact and we work through that contact. And of course, the church can change that contact at any time. Sure. And so there's not a consecutive order of things that you start here and you need to do this material, this material. Yeah. It really is. We, we do have a, a little flyer that, that we call the, uh, the, the race or the speed. And it shows, for example, some of what we might call the simplest or more elementary events. And it shows a bicycle. And then it shows an automobile. These are medium challenges. Okay. And then it shows a spaceship like debate. It'll be a pretty hard challenge. <laughs> okay. But allows them to see these are the challenge levels of different events. Sure. But sometimes people will pick some from various categories. Okay. And so there are how many conferences per year and where are those locations where okay. people can attend uh, or the conventions? Sure. Orlando, Florida, okay. and uh, mainly serving Florida, the Panhandle, Alabama, such like Atlanta, Georgia, more of the East Coast. Uh, you're going to have Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee is actually our largest. There'll be about 9,000 in, in, uh, at Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Memphis, Tennessee, sorry, Mississippi and Arkansas and such like. Dallas, Texas. Okay. Uh, you also have uh, Denver, Colorado, which is right. doing real well. Uh, and we have a California convention. And we're getting ready to add our newest one is going to be in the D.C. area in Maryland, in the D.C. area. And um, we try to have them all within a day drive of most of the population where you can get in the car sure. on Friday and drive and be there by Friday night for the award ceremony. That, that's our okay. plan. And so just looking into the future mm -hmm. uh, and kind of the vision for lads to leaders, what would you forecast? Because I, I know, and, and maybe you can share a little bit about this, that it's not just in this country. No that Lads to Leaders is, is working. It's other places around the world. It's surprising us how well it's being received. Uh, two weeks from now, I leave to go to India uh, for a Lads program there. They, out, they have a large convention in India. And uh, matter of fact, they may pass us very soon. <laughs> uh, in the Philippines, we have a Lads to Leaders convention there and about half of the known Christians attend there. Uh, I was at the Romanian convention. I was surprised they were wearing our T-shirts and their Bible bowls was done exactly like ours. And it was just, just amazing. And again, it was about half of the Christians in the Romania there. Wow. And we have several other church uh, countries that are starting programs. And what we want to do is to assist them every way possible because, uh, as some have pointed out, there's a great need, especially in the mission field, to develop leadership within Absolutely. those churches. 
And if we can help anyway, that's what we're here for. It's awesome. I, I tell you, I'm just so excited about the future of it because I know it's going to benefit, obviously, the United States and the work that's being done here. But to know the scope of it and what's being done around the world is just amazing. Tell us again how people can contact you. Okay. Roy Johnson, uh, cell phone number 205-410-0298. Or my email is Roy, R-O-Y, at LADS, L-A-D-S, the number two, numeral two, leaders, L-E-A-D-E-R-S, dot com. And yes, visit our website, LADS to Leaders, or L2L. And we even have video clips, training clips, and almost everything you can imagine just there on our website. That's great. Roy, thank you so much uh, for taking time to join us in these three sessions and talking about last leaders. I, I'm praying that it will continue to grow. And for those of you who are listening, if you have questions in regards to lads to leaders, and uh, if you can't back up and listen to the material, feel free to call, contact us uh, at the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training. We'll be glad to put you in touch with Roy and help in any way we can with your congregation or your family in regards to uh, how to grow leaders in uh, the church. Bob, so, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Appreciate it so much.